You are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. What up, everybody? This is Ban from Ringside. On this week's episode, we're going to be breaking down the Raw main event picture. We're going to be talking about a possible Shield reunion. We're going to be talking about Jason Jordan's daddy issues, the New Japan G1 tournament, and our battleground predictions this week on Ban from Ringside. Ditch that nine to five, everybody. It's time to feel alive. This is Banned from Ringside. I'm your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. the Ortega Assassin, and I am psyched <laughs> about tonight's show. <laughs> Sitting to my right, as always, we have two beers, Zach. What's going on, Zach? Uh, not much, man. It is warmer than Yokozuna's taint during an Iron Man match. <laughs> outside, though. Inside. Outside, inside Shock City Studios, it is cool and refreshing. Very much so. And to his right, as always, wearing a uh, appropriately a Battleground shirt from last year, I think. Two Brock, years ago, I think. Is that two years ago? Fifteen, yeah. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, that was the match that The Undertaker interfered on, I believe. Yeah. So that's JCB, Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Sleep deprived, but I'm ready to go. Let's do this damn thing. I'm ready to do this damn thing, too. You know, we say dish at 9 to 5, it's time to feel alive, you know, because we like to uh, kind of escape from our normal lives and talk about wrestling for an hour and have some fun. And I need it this week, boys, because I have two, count them. Two vehicles in the shop. Oh, God. I was going to ask you about that. It's pretty rough. It's, uh, it's, you know, as bad as, you know, as anybody in the world has ever had it, has ever had it. And I'll put it against. <laughs> One is bad. Two is just really a kick in the balls at that point. But, I mean, we might as well just get going. Let's uh, do it. So our three count's going to be kind of raw heavy. We're going to get the G1 a little bit, and then we'll get to our battleground predictions. So without further ado, this is our mm. three counts. <laughs> Zach, what's our one count? One count is going to be the kind of hyper-expected uh, Kurt Angle announcement of, uh, you know, it's been building up for a couple months, and the payoff was that Jason Jordan, one half of American Alpha, is Kurt Angle's son. And this was, I say hyper-expected because uh, Sharif Musalam, uh predicted it on last uh friend BFR, of the show friend, friend of the, of the show, show on friends of bfr facebook and bill concurred and uh here we are having it happen i feel like this is um i kind of played this in my mind of when american alpha got put on the main roster and you know the dream would be for them to be managed by somebody like kurt angle for i sure. mean it's american alpha uh chad gable is an olympic wrestler yeah and that would be like a perfect dream match. But I feel like kind of what happened was that Triple H, you know, approached Vince about this whole ordeal. And this is what I like to think in my mind. And he's like, hey, we should have Angle manage American Alpha or do an Angle with American Alpha. <laughs> and Vince, I feel like, is like, he'll grant your wish, but he's kind of like a monkey's paw when he does it. <laughs> And since like you asked to be rich, and then you're like rich with like some disease or something, right, right? So like I just picture H being like, "Hey, we should do this angle with angle and alpha," and he's like, "That's gold." 
we're going to have the black one be Angle's bastard son. <laughs> and he's like, no, I was, I was thinking more like Chad Gable because he's an Olympic wrestler and, you know, that would be like the more and appropriate they, thing. And, and quick sidebar, they do look alike too, Gable and uh, Kurt Angle. They do look alike. Absolutely. And I just, I feel like that's, you know, it's just this totally perverted, twisted, you know, nonsense. But, uh, you know, we're having fun with it. It's the theme of... You know, breakups of tag teams. I mean, this is what the fourth one. So, JCB, what do you think about Jason Jordan being Kurt Angle's illegitimate, illegitimate son? son? Yeah, um, it's okay, I guess. I mean, it's it's not the worst thing. It's not the best thing. It's somewhere in the gray. The gray area is usually the best place to be. The two biggest problems that I see coming out of this, and all jokes aside, I just ugh. all jokes aside, the two things I see: number one, the big picture. Where is he going to go? We got Cass that needs a push. We got Elias Samson that needs a push. And now you're introducing Jason Jordan into this mix. Somewhere we're going to have to figure out where he is going to stand in this hierarchy of new guys, guys that are separated from their tag team partner and now need this push. Elias Samson gets a lot of heat on TV, and he does well. He's got that look. But he needs another dance partner besides Finn Bauer to get him over, to get him this, this push. Kaz has got Big Show, so he's going to get the push from Big Show. Now, here comes Jason Jordan, and it seems like off the top, he doesn't have a dance partner. That's my first problem. The second problem, and yeah, I'm going to say this because I've been thinking this for the last month, and now that it's actually happened, Ooh, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Go. I think the problem is is that Jason Jordan, as a man of color, won't do well in the WWE hierarchy. Rock is the closest thing you can say that was a, quote-unquote, African-American heavyweight champion. Outside of that, there's been no one even close, no one sniffing this brass ring. Can I say a few things about that? Real quick, Jason Jordan is going to be in mid-card purgatory for as long as he stays on the WWE roster. Go hey, ahead. Hey, one second. Uh, you can edit this out. I lost... Okay, never mind. I'm back. I lost like half of my headphones. I don't know if that was going to fuck with anything. Keep it in. If it does happen, just wiggle your cable. Oh, it's me. Okay. Cool. That's Engineer Sam over there yelling at us. <laughs> I got. I, I don't need any kind of input to wiggle my cable. So, <laughs> so a few things about that, Jason, and... Um, I disagree. I don't think he's going to be a mid-card purgatory. I think it's raw, and there's sh- well, I mean, it is raw. They sh- they should have plenty of room to fit all this shit in. We've uh, we've talked a long time about how they need more titles or they need better writers to make it more exciting. Uh, let let me say first and foremost before I get to what I was going to say, uh, before I say what could be construed as racist. Um, <laughs> That's I think that they have big plans for Jason Jordan. First of all, Jason Jordan is a monster in the ring. No question. Dude can go. go. He's a suplex machine. Yeah, he is yeah. a perfect, regardless of color, he is the right guy on the, if you were going to, if you were going to guess that anybody was Kurt Angle's illegitimate son, it would probably it would be, be Jason Jordan. In terms of talent. For sure. Maybe not in terms of The way they wrestle, pigment. suplexes, the whole shebang. I yeah, agree. He can fucking go second of all they would not have brought him into this angle pardon the pun unless they had big plans for him and he's the type of guy that could run as just being like a total athlete and we are kind of seeing uh we are kind of seeing a resurgence at with, with brock lesnar that uh the main event picture needs uh, the main event picture likes crazy athletes 
Uh, third, I agree with what you're saying that black dudes generally do not have a very good track record of getting on top in WWE for whatever reason. It might be Vince. It might be uh, the South. It might be Canada. I don't know why. Whatever. It's certainly not the Midwest because we're, <laughs> we're certainly the most welcoming <laughs> yeah, no of shit. all cultures <laughs> here, in St. Louis, here in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, 33%. <laughs> but um, I would say that Jason Jordan, now that I'm appealing to the more, uh, the less, uh, how do I say this? Just say it. He's, a, he's about the same complexion as The Rock, though. Yeah, for sure. He looks as black as The Rock did or as white as The Rock did. Yeah. I don't know Jason Jordan, who Jason Jordan's real parents are, but I, I don't think that... Um, he's like Derek Jeter. He's the, uh, the biracial angel. Yeah, he's like, he's like the gateway black. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I'm being serious though, and I, I mean in terms of pushing him, like he might be easier on the palate of those who would not be as um, welcoming to a Ron Simmons or to a Kofi Kingston or to a Biggie Langston, he might be kind of easier to take. Not for people like me, but for people in Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama, or the whatever the fuck else. The non-woke of the United the States. The non-woke section of the U.S. I, I could really, even see the Obama folks being okay with Jason Jordan. Yeah, I could too. I don't think... I, I know exactly what you're saying, Jay, because I don't think there's ever been a, a WWE black champion. Correct. Booker T came over and he was the WCW champion when they did the invasion angle. Right. Rock, outside of that, I can't. As heavyweight champion, those are the only. And the Rock ain't black. Okay. More He's so, Samoan. Okay. More so to my point. More so to my point. Ron Simmons should have had it, but he never got it. Ron okay, Simmons should have had it. Okay. More so I to my point. History agrees with us also. I mean, even all the guys that were around back then think that Ron Simmons should have had it. And look at uh, Curtis Axel as a guy that had all this big time pub behind him. He's a son pedigree. of Yeah, they the put pedigree. Him with yeah, put him with Heyman. Yeah. And you would think that would work. And that didn't work. So let's just not sit here and just say this is going to go over because he's matched with Kurt Angle. There's no guarantees. He's got they gotta book him right. And they got to give him a storyline that we can all relate to. Those are the two big things that need to come out of this. Can I presuppose a storyline that they might go with? Shoot. Jason Jordan is not going to be Kurt Angle's son. Jason Jordan, it's going to be a ploy by Corey Graves for some reason with Jason Jordan to get over on Kurt Angle. And Jason Jordan's going to be a heel uh, in like three or four months. That sounds like a lot of fun. It, it, it at least... Sounds awesome. It at least answers the question, why is Corey Graves involved? Yeah, definitely, because Corey Graves made a big point of saying um, that he's known Jason Jordan, that they came into NXT, NXT at the together. same time. Yeah, so, right. I mean, you, you make that connection, which WWE doesn't always do a good job of, you know, connecting the dots. You know, we start with the, the, the unfinished product. And we jump right to the finished product. And, you know, we skip right. the two, three, four, five steps to get to the start. To the and finish. for all you listeners out there that might have seen somebody else say that on Twitter or write that on Twitter, I came up with it independently. So don't say, you know, everybody coming at me on Twitter, all 21, 22 of my followers <laughs> constantly attack me on Twitter. No, I, I've heard that same kind of storyline in some form or fashion. I thought I had it. No, well, I, I mean, was the first one to think of it. No, it's unfortunately you're not. I mean, that's what I think ultimately happens, though. If, in, that, in that sense, it, it would, I could go with that kind of uh, 
storyline because it, under normal circumstances, if you're a, a ch- uh, an adopted child and now here comes your dad just dropping back into the picture, there's got to be some sort of resentment. Like, you know, where you been all my life? You know, some, I'm, I'm saying it's either off. that or either it's not his dad at all. One or the other. I wouldn't. I would rather they go to the just the resentment. It's my father, but you know you've been running around this country having five kids, getting Olympic medals, and now here you come trying to claim me. Fuck you. And I'm over the head, <laughs> and that's how you get the feud. And that'll bring us to number two of our three counts. Cornelius, I want to talk about. Uh, Seth Rollins and uh, Dean Ambrose for a little bit. Real good promo, especially coming from Dean Ambrose, who can just go off the rails whenever given the uh, possibility to do so, whatever the case may be. This was a good promo. He starts Raw off basically coming out and challenging the Miz Farage to come out and get them some. Seth Rollins comes out and decides, you know, he's going to help, but he needs to know if Ambrose is going to be on his side helping him or is he going to have to watch his back because he still holds some animosity or whatever the case may be. So Dean is just like, you know, hey, I can't deal with this. You ain't my brother. The Shield was my brother, so on and so forth. And then Seth Rollins did the one thing that the two things, take that back. He did two things that he should have did before this whole thing got started. Number one, yeah, most importantly, he turned his back and was like, if this is going to get this shit done, then just hit me and let's get it over with. I love it. Perfect. That's what you got to do because you got to show contrition. America is all about second chances. In the day the day of O.J. Simpson getting paroled from jail, it's all about second chances. He sat there and was like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this, blah, blah, blah. The, whoever the guy was that he apparently held up said that O.J. wasn't going to be a threat to society anymore that's all Seth Rollins did was just like hey man look I'm not a threat I'm trying to be your boy again I'm trying to get us back on the same page so if you need to hit me over the back with this chair so we can be even Steven then let's do this and number two he said he was sorry and yeah. that got the big pop from the crowd or whatever the case may be because that's something he should have said when he first came back from injury yeah baby especially, faces need that pop especially because he's a baby face now and it's funny you mentioned the word contrition because I went to film school and it was really good symbolism Humble on break. WWE's part. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, where'd that get me? You're on a podcast, yeah, I was going to say, you're sitting there with us. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll concede. Um, but you mentioned contrition and he puts his arms out. Like, I mean, he's CrossFit Jesus, too. Yep. I mean, that's his, that was his perfect. whole stick is that he's CrossFit Jesus. That's perfect. So he sticks his arms out like, you know, the sacrificial lamb. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like, I was really upset that the very first uh, Monday after the last Raw pay-per-view, we had Ambrose attacking Miz. I was like... Basically, if like if there's a nuclear holocaust, there'll be like a couple cockroaches like skirting across you know the landscape, and then like Ambrose and Miz like rolling around on the ground because they're like the last two things ever. It was, it's Cena and Orton all over again. Man. Yeah, it's just absolutely terrible. But if they're gonna spin it where Miz is kind of this uh, dual protagonist, and it's gonna it's gonna you know the catalyst is gonna be this reunion, I can see that as pretty cool. Um, I enjoyed that promo. I missed kind of the shield heydays whenever I wasn't watching. Uh, So it was still impactful, even me not watching and just kind of hitting the highlights, you know, after I got back into wrestling. But the, uh, uh, the whole thing is a good way to spin out of this Miz nonsense. 
you know, I'm just kind of over. It's that. funny you say that, and and it was impactful because there was an actual story which with with actual stakes behind it. I in mean, continuity, in continuity, because they had a story, they have a real betrayal, and I like the two baby faces that Babyface one, Dean Ambrose, can't get with Babyface two because he's still pissed at him. I, don't trust I see you. two ways that this plays out. One, he just forgives him, and they team up. Uh, two. And when they team up, he could end up making Ambrose a uh, say it, say it, a Grand Slam champion. That's yeah. what I, what, did I say the wrong thing? I'm yeah. sorry. Not uh, yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we were talking on the way over here. You mean a Grand Slam champion is being Ambrose is not a Grand Slam champion because he hasn't been tag champion yet, has he? Oh yeah, he won it with Rollins. Rollins and Reigns were the tag champs when the show. No. Yeah. Dean stab Ambr- guy. Where's our stack guy? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll be the stab guy. Because uh, Ambrose, Ambrose had the Intercontinental? No, he had the U.S. title. And then they came here. I uh, can't remember the uh, pay-per-view. And Rollins and Reigns wrestled the champs at the time. And I can't think of who it was. And they beat the champs. And then that made the Shield have... All three, well, all three of the guys had a championship. Oh, like Freebird, I love the Freebirds. So but yeah, I don't. Well, think, they couldn't switch though. They yeah. couldn't switch. It wasn't a Freebird. It wasn't a Freebird. And Dean Ambrose has never had the women's. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, he's married to Renee Young, so he kind of gets it by proxy. Uh, but I think Renee that's Young one way they could wrestle. be like, "Hey, man, I'll make you a Grand Slam champion. Like, you won't hit me with this chair, but let's team up, and you know, I'll do that for you." Or Seth Rollins just says, "Fuck you, motherfuckers! You're not going to take me. You're not going to accept my apology." And then we get heel Rollins. I Those are the two ways. I think it goes the other way. I think that Ambrose turns on Rollins, and then we get Ambrose versus Rollins with a heel Ambrose and a face Rollins at SummerSlam. Oh, that could be fun. I don't think it happens that fast. I think it that that's long term. I think it might happen next week because we got Ambrose and Rollins versus the Mistourage next week. It, it, if it happens, I'll give you credit because that just, would give them enough time to build up towards SummerSlam. A m- about a month, give or take. Uh, yeah, I'm on record as saying that Ambrose should have been the it, first guy to be heel out of that entire faction. And by the way, that faction is that faction. Who who do you rank higher, uh, the Shield or Evolution as a faction? Ooh, um, I go four horsemen. Oh, um, <laughs> then my knee jerk reaction. Is, <laughs> my knee jerk reaction is to say the shield. Evolution was good, but the shield was probably just more impactful. They did. They ran rough shot yeah, over everybody I mean, for yeah, a while. I was going to say it it, it. it reminded me of the four horsemen, where you know, if you cross them for whatever reason, if you sniffed the the championship the wrong way. Sometime in that two hour show, the horseman caught you on the parking lot in the back, you know, the backstage, whatever the case may be, and put the beat down on you. That was the shield. Let me keep track of all the times that Jason says whatever the case is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that brings us to our three count. And the third one, guys, is going to be the main event picture at Raw. Uh, this week we had a number one contenders match between Sam Oa Joe. And Roman Reigns to see who would face Brock Lesnar at uh, SummerSlam. Completely unpredictably. I mean, nobody saw this coming. This came. I didn't read this uh, anywhere. No, no. Braun Strowman interrupted the match, uh, caused a DQ, kind of killed everybody. They still made Reigns look way too strong in that beatdown, if you ask me. It's, it's Roman Reigns, but go ahead. Well, uh, so it looks like we're heading towards a four-way match at SummerSlam, 
and really, it's a four-way. It's going to be a four-way match between four heels. Yeah, yeah at least uh, you know you got two heels and two tweeners. At, yeah, tweeners being Lesnar and Reigns. Lesnar yeah, and Reigns. Two heels being Braun. I mean, Jack. I'd almost say that Braun. I'd almost say that Braun uh, walking out of that ambulance at, uh, out of his own uh, from his own power at Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, there's one might be mo- three tweeners in a is one of the most baby face things you can do. Yeah. No question. Absolutely. No question. And yep. he's so over like and he's over not as a heel. People aren't booing him. Like people are cheering him every time he comes out. But it's kind of a yeah, and that's what happens when you go against Reigns. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of a uh validation to Vince's uh new world order, so to speak, that there's no faces, no heels. Let's put them all together and see what happens because that's what, if it's those four at SummerSlam. I mean that's gonna that place is gonna be rocking and rolling and there's not one guy who's a nominal face. It's funny because I normally hate binaries in my literature and my films unless they're made and created to make an explicit point, which I think they often are in the wrestling world. Heels and faces is classic and it works. Um, I really usually like great characters. That's one of the reasons I got into Game of Thrones, you know, years ago and read those books. And anybody that's a Game of Thrones fan, which you know, yeah, buddy. You guys just well, do the last are. half hour in Game of Thrones. <laughs> I have a lot to say about it. Uh, stay tuned to our new podcast, all You're about right. Game of Thrones. And uh, but you know, I usually and love from great King's characters. Landing. Yeah, <laughs> live from King's Landing. <laughs> I'll be Littlefinger. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I usually really enjoy that, and I'm just now learning to enjoy it in my wrestling, which is kind of weird. I guess maybe I'm just kind of stuck in that uh, tradition. But I really, uh, I, I like this kind of tweener stuff for a lot of these, you know, main roster guys. Well, two things: it it works so well in wrestling because it always has worked well, and because that's how you pop a crowd, and that's how you get the crowd the most engaged. Um, since the Attitude Era, it's kind of changed where people like people like the people like heels better. I always say if you go to an event you should boo the heels even if you like the heels because that's what the heels are going for. Sure. But obviously that's it's that's not the way it goes anymore. No, not at all. So the second point is and I hate to harp on this every week, but this is what happens when you present it as four guys who really want a championship. They really want the title and that place is going to be going nuts as long as WWE doesn't make it a six or seven hour show like they did. They already said it was going to be four. They already said it was going to be four. Okay. If you add the two hours of the pregame show, that's your six. It's going to be a four hour show. JCB, what do you think about the, uh, the title picture at SummerSlam going forward? It it should be exciting. I mean, the biggest thing now is you got to give them the time. I mean, I know Brock is, you know, Mr. Short timer, five, 10 minutes, but this can't be a five ten minute match. This this has got to be at least fifteen to twenty. I well, mean, if there's four of them, I would imagine that Joe is going to be doing most of the work. Although Reigns and Les, our Reigns and Strowman have have had a couple twenty five yeah, minute matches. I'd yeah. say Reigns is the workhorse out of those, and he can go the longest, and he can do the most. And I think he'll be the one, you know, in the big spots. Uh, to a certain degree, I agree with that. Uh, I think Joe is going to have to do some work as well. You don't. People that know Joe, that's seen his work in the past, they know he can go. But you're actually going to be banned from ringside. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into that shit. They know he can go. So I'm not worried. Between Joe and Reigns, those are the guys who are going to be doing the heavy lifting. Braun is going to be throwing guys left and right. And Lesnar is going to do some suplex cities. And then F5, that's going to get kicked out at some point. 
it needs to be 20 minutes at the at the very bare minimum so that way everybody gets their spots you see the story develop and then you crown a winner that i'm not going to say just yet i did like that coquina clutch superman punch combo that they did okay so on raw that was pretty cool more so that was a little my, tease towards yeah, the whole thing that's gonna be all part of the big picture when they get to SummerSlam. they'll do that spot again they'll probably change it up but you'll see that spot again so, sure. we, so we still don't know what the SummerSlam main event would be but if i had to ask you if you had to bet your pinky on who would walk out of SummerSlam as universal champion Ooh, we're doing that now uh, just, just you know, just as a fun exercise. <laughs> Who do you got? If you got me, you got me at gunpoint. I'm it. It makes sense. It's Mojo. If I'm gonna lose a finger, I'm probably gonna go Reigns. If the stakes are lower, I would say Samojo. Uh, you can have my left hand. I mean, I don't do anything with the left hand pinky. I mean, that's I my jerking hand. <laughs> I think it's Samojo. Also, yeah, that would it, be my guess. It makes sense. It's too early for Braun. I still think Roman Reigns and Lesnar are going to be the main event at WrestleMania, whoever the champ is at the time. I don't think it matters. Joe makes sense. It and, makes sense. And, fellas, that's going to be it for our three counts. Hey, uh, St. Louis and uh, Chicago, Champaign area, if you guys are looking for delicious Mm-mm. Korean. Sing it to me, Daddy. Mexican. Okay. Fusion. I'm starting to smell it. That delicious quesadilla, Mm. burrito, nachos, taco. Then we recommend that you check out Soul Taco. They have locations in the U-City Loop. They have location. They have food trucks driving all around. They got one in Columbia, Missouri. They got Champaign, Illinois. They have Chicago, Illinois. It is uh, banned from Ringside's favorite restaurant by far. Easily. Not even close. No, not even close. Nobody wants to cook in this heat. And they are a proud sponsor <laughs> of Band from Ringside. So we encourage all of our listeners, if you guys are in any of those areas, you know, if you're down the loop, you're going to go check out a movie. If you're down in Columbia, you're going to go check out a show. If you're visiting your, uh, you know, your freshman stepdaughter or stepson <laughs> or some shit. I don't know why people go this to Columbia. Racy. <laughs> I was getting ready to say, oh, let's not have a Kurt, let's not no, have no, a Kurt no, Angle no, thing no, going no, on no. over here. This is not unless you watch too much Pornhub, bud. Uh, no so, comment. Yeah, so uh, we're going to so check out Soul Taco, guys. Uh, we're not lying. It's delicious food. This is banned from ringside. Okay, so uh, next up, uh, I think that we should have a little bit of a discussion with our two resident New Japan marks. Okay, I'm a mark. I was going to say I'm not an expert. No, you're a mark, though, uh, sure. about the G1 tournament that happened uh, over the past week. Uh, in the New Japan promotion. Uh, Two Beer, do you have any thoughts about that? Uh, absolutely. I couldn't wait uh, for the night one, and I got to watch that in its entirety. I did not stay up and watch it like uh, JCB did. I actually woke up <laughs> to a <laughs> barrage of tweets, and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, this dude went hard. And uh, <laughs> I had to like not look at the Twitter for you know a whole day while I worked, and then I came home and I actually skipped Raw to watch um, the first night of New Japan. I'm glad I did. Um, I did not watch night two yet. Um, I watched all of the multi-man tags and the tags beforehand, but I just got right up to the Juice Robinson match for Block B. But for those of you guys who aren't familiar, the G1 is a big round-robin tournament. Uh, There are two blocks. There's the A block and there's the B block. And um, they all wrestle this round-robin. Two points for a win, one point for a draw, zero points for a loss. 
and then uh, there's a final match. So all kinds of people have, you know, kind of played this out and have decided, you know, what's going to be in the final. I think it's super up in the air. I mean, there's just so much amazing competition. Uh, we got some amazing matches on night one. Uh, I think Koto Ibushi and uh, Naito, or Naito rather, it was the uh, highlight of night one, uh, but there were many more four star plus matches. Um, every one of the singles competitions was amazing. Zack Saber Jr., Tanahashi, uh, just blew me away. Uh, if you have not checked these out, some of them you can find on YouTube for free. Uh, otherwise, spend the nine hundred ninety nine yen, which is like nine bucks a month, and get a New Japan World subscription, even if it's just for this climax. Um, you pretty much nailed it all. Um, Ishi uh, Goto was the other match on uh, night one. Oh, that man, was, they went hard. Yeah, that was about as, as stiff as matches I've seen, and that, that went 15, 20 minutes. Um, everything you said is right on point. The only thing I was going to piggyback on the kind of the rules or whatever, well, not even the rules, but the winner gets the contract to wrestle the champion at Wrestle Kingdom. Essentially, that's their WrestleMania equivalent. But in between the time that they win this G1 Climax and Wrestle Kingdom, they have to def- defend the right to wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom, whoever the champion is. So it's kind of like money in the bank. Kind of. Mixed with Royal Rumble. Except they have to wrestle to hold hold the money in the bank Exactly, And that's where I think part of the intrigue is. The other part of the intrigue is is that you got stable mates fighting each other in the multi-man tags if they weren't in the tournament portion of the program whatever the case may be, or you had people that were actually in the tournament that were stable mates, like, um, who was it? Evil and Sonata had wrestled uh, night two. They're obviously stable mates. So, you know, you would never see that in WWE because, you know, that just goes against Vince's golden rule. Sure. You had matches like that. So now you have a whole new fresh set of matches that you probably wouldn't have seen before just because they went away from the golden rule events. You can't have heel versus heel, face versus face. They just threw it together. You got stalemates against each other. It'd be no different if, like, Ric Flair and Arn Anderson had to wrestle in a tournament. You know, you got to put it aside for the bigger and bigger picture of and winning this tournament. You often get some of the best matches that way. I mean, look at the Cruiserweight yeah. Classic yeah. where you had DIY. Mm-hmm. That was arguably the greatest match of the Cruiserweight Classic. It, it was one of the, the top five for sure. There's no question about it. Um, I agree with you on... Uh, the Naito Ibushi match. I said multiple times, it's on my short list of match of the year. Cool. Was, to me, it was that good. Oh, man, it was fantastic. And the cool thing is, too, you got the champion in there. I mean, Okada right. is in the B block. Omega's in the B block. These guys are going to fight they're again. They're going to have to wrestle We get Omega, Okada. For sure. That's for sure. guaranteed. Once it... Oh, I'll say it like this, people. If you're sleeping on New Japan, that's on you. Sleep away. I am woke. I stayed up. I got up. Man. I got up. Yeah, at tell us about it. Yeah. How okay. Late, yeah. We played softball the next night, and you were uh, a little glassy-eyed. Yeah, for sure. For a different reason than <laughs> why you're usually glassy-eyed. <laughs> and, right. and you were like, man, I'm tired. I stayed up all night. It, and- was, uh, it started at 2, sounds right. It went from 2 to 6, because it was a four-hour show the Sundays going into Monday. Um, I was so wired after the Ibushi Naito match, I stayed up for another couple, two hours, and then it's been all jacked up sleep pattern since. This morning, well, last night, it started at 4.30 our time. It went just over three hours. So if I watched it live, it went from 4.30 to 7.30, almost 8 o'clock. I woke up a little bit, 
around 5.30-ish, so I missed the first hour, and I stayed awake to watch the rest of day two. The good part about that is the replay came out fairly quickly. I set the alarm for 11, and when I woke back up, the replay was up. So from 8 o'clock our time in the morning to 11, that three-hour span, they had the replay up in English. So that kind of helps those who are novices like myself to New Japan. I know the faces. Once I start putting names with faces, it's going to help out Man, more. Man, Naito's a dude. In. You get that storyline stuff. Is, is, it, I, is it Naito? It's Naito. Naito? Yeah. I always feel like saying Naito. That Naito-Ibushi match, uh, I'm just going to uh, triple what you guys said. That match was unbelievable. I fucking loved it. And when Jay came over earlier tonight to pick me up, uh, we watched the YouTube six-minute uh, like condensed version of it, the highlights <laughs> of it. It's crazy. Dude. It's crazy. What those suplexes pi- are going to kill somebody. The suplex are, that will hurt somebody. There's and no that, question that about that. Pile it. driver off the second oh my rope God. is going to kill somebody. Oh my god! The lawn dart into the uh, oh, yes yeah. into yeah. the turnbuckle. The pile driver off the second, and then when Ibushi deadlifts Naito oh, yeah. off from the oh, second yeah. rope. I thought those were the two, the three best spots of the whole match. And like I said, if you. Yeah, you're right. That Just, deadlift is tough. Dude, yeah. people don't do that. He's under 200 pounds, and he literally deadlift him off of the mat and threw him back as a German. If Abushi would stick to one promotion, he would be a champion in that promotion. Stick to New with, Japan. Don't ever come to WWE. Yeah, and I mean, he he balked on him for... He would have been the Cruiserweight Classic. Good, I'm glad. I'm glad he would, too, because they would have just stifled him yeah. once he got okay. onto 205 Live. Yeah. Upon retrospect, I was pissed because that was my my pick. Yeah. And then when he lost in the semis, I'm like, he didn't even make the finals? I'm like, man, that's crazy. Uh, you know what? New Japan is going to find a foothold in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, a big one. Yeah, and it's going to challenge the WWE. That's my prediction for the next five years. Because if they had if they had a Monday night show right now rivaling, I mean, even if it was in subtitles, even if they just had an interpreter, I would still watch New Japan. I could care less what these guys are talking about. They're putting guys over. That's all I need to know. And Kevin Kelly and Don Callis are great for the English yeah, commentary. I, I love them. But I also sometimes really enjoy the ones where they're not on there, when they're in the smaller shows and it's mm-hmm. just the Japanese. Because, like you said, they totally put them over. I have no idea what you're talking about, but he is screaming his ass off, and that's what I'm talking about. And I mean, right. the Attitude Era would have never happened if WCW would not have pushed Vince. Agreed. Never would have yes. happened. So love. maybe we'll start to see some better. And, I mean, WWE ring work, it's safer. I appreciate that for the talent. They have a really rough schedule but maybe let the guys that want to go go yeah like like nxt like uh this week there was a really hard-hitting match between (laughs) friend of the show martin stone known as danny birch in nxt had that match with uh that guy that always or loki yeah horny lurkin thank you i was gonna say i purchased his name all the fucking i think they're having a rematch next week and it was very hard-hitting uh he was with us at glory pro he wrestled at glory pro he watched a couple matches uh, standing right right next to me yeah uh yeah him and kurt stallion had my favorite match of the night that was a it was great yeah Yeah, it was was awesome smacking the shit out of each other so yeah if you're sleeping on like uh i if you're sleeping on new japan i'll say like jay bell did please do not um it's fucking great and it's it they're in a golden age as a friend of the show bert bert tell, tells us he and always, he always if you're sleeping on glory pro don't yeah come to alton on 820 8 come to alton and see us at glory pro we are going to be there hey he guys want a sticker if you guys want a sticker come find <laughs> us we'll get you a sticker no, we never be sticker and we'll hang out there. we'll talk wrestling with you this is banned from ringside
So, everybody, uh, I think that's going to bring us to our WWE SmackDown Live Battleground Prediction. Yeah, dog. Oh, yeah. Feel a little bit. So, um, we're going to have Sam the Engineer. He's going to join us up here on one of the microphones. And as we made the rule a couple weeks ago, Sam's going to make the first pick. So, Sam's not piggybacking off our picks. We got to have a true placebo effect. Did so, we do the math? Like, where are we at? Don't uh, worry about where we at, nah, man. Nah, we should, we should say where we're at. <laughs> Coming up the rear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sam the Engineer. That rhymed. 23 and 9. Bill, not very the Ortega assassin. Right. Not very far in front of him with 24 and 7. Really, we should probably get rid of the losses. It's just really how many wins you have. Sam's got 23. Bill's got 24. JCB's got 29. Well, I mean, I shouldn't get rid of the losses for because Zach Pullman, two beers. Zach Pullman is 31 and 4. Four. Thirty-one and four. You sure that shit's right? Yeah, because (laughs) I think I need a. I think I need a job. I know, and he. You do. He he picked what? He picked uh, Bliss last week, and he was only wrong because Sasha won by DQ. DQ. Oh my god! No countout, and I should have fucking saw that. I was so pissed when that happened. I was like, ah, what a great way to do it. So Sam, the engineer, who's been having a tough week. I mean, he's got to let loose. He's been. He's felt restricted all week, so he's he said that he feels like dropping some f bombs, maybe some sh bombs, maybe some c bombs. Just drop an n word. I mean, just do it. No. <laughs> Sam the engineer, who you got? Ty Dillinger or Aiden English? Uh, that's Ty T Y E. Oh, I hate it even more than I hate T Y. Yeah. I'm going with the Aiden. Aiden English. And, for and Sam can the I engineer. just say I hate the way that you introduced me? About the coming up the rear thing, not a fan. No, not good. I just you more of a I pullout you were guy. In la- I bet you were in last place, man. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Sam, just bring him the heat. I got real heat with Sam. This is real yeah, heat. This is real heat. I know this is real he heat. Is not He's mad happy about this at all. Uh, JCB, Ty Dillinger or Aiden English? Let's it's, not spend too much time on this one. It's Ty Dillinger. I mean, come on, Aiden English isn't going anywhere. He's a jobber. Let's just move along. Zach Pullman. Uh, as much as I want to say Aiden English, I'm going to go Ty. I'm going Ty Dillinger, too. Even though I think he's a jobber, he's a level 10, 10, 10 jobber. Okay, uh, (laughs) Sam, the engineer, coming up the front. (laughs) (laughs) Not much better. Usos versus New Day. Sam, who you got? Uh, New Day. I think think they've got it. It's for the belts. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, still a new day. Okay. All right. <laughs> it changes uh, absolutely nothing. Zach Volman, who you got? Uh, I got the Usos. You got the Usos retaining and going into SummerSlam as tag team champions. Uh, this has been a fun program. It's been good. Yeah. Um, as much as I hate to be on the bandwagon, I just still think it's still too early for New Day to win. I think they win at SummerSlam, so obviously that would mean that they lose at Battleground. Give me the Usos. Day one is H. It is not new. <laughs> Day one is H. <laughs> God, I love the Fashion Police. Uh, this is a tough one for me because I feel like the WWE cannot uh, get out of their own way by not putting the belts back on the New Day. They're probably going to split them up given the recent trend. No shit. I would like to see the New Day split up, but I am going with the Usos also. Yeah, well, quick sidebar. How is it that all the teams that should stay together are split up, but they, you haven't split up the New Day? 
Yeah, that's true. This is the team that you should split up because all three guys can go their separate singles routes and be done with it. Instead, you're splitting up Big Big Kaz and Enzo. You're splitting up American Alpha. They splitting, they're getting ready to split up the Hardys. The one team that they should split up, they're not splitting up. I don't know. The, the New Day keeps reinventing themselves. I mean, you put Biggie in the in the main event. You put uh, that was sarcastic. Kofi uh, Kingston, you know, in the in the U.S. title run, and you you put Xavier Woods in another page sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> or two hundred five live. Sorry, I meant to say two hundred five live. Yeah. <laughs> Coming right in the middle, we got Sam the Engineer. Who you got? You got John Cena versus Rusev Crush. Uh, I think I got John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> JCB, who you got? You know who I got. You know I can't pick Rusev. Are you kidding me? I ran him down like three, the last three weeks, and all of a sudden, I'm going to pick Rusev to beat John Cena on the pay-per-view, please. Can I say that John Cena's promo on Monday on Tuesday night, uh, I have a lot of thoughts about it. The first one being, it's really obnoxious to compare your kayfabe wrestling match against a Bulgarian to 9-11. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. and yeah. the Civil War, yeah, good and point. Pearl Harbor, and yeah. Pearl Harbor, I, 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 and all that garbage. That. It was cringeworthy. But then it's like when everybody overreacts and they're like, "Oh man, that was really tasteless." I'm also of the opinions like it's fucking wrestling. Like, right. who's this shit? Like that, that's probably why I didn't pay any attention to it because you know it's, it's just John Cena just it being was, John Cena. I, like it was almost like he was being a parody of himself. Though, look, I get it. You, he's overselling this match. You know, whatever. I'm, I'm gonna be outside. Is Bulgaria an enemy of the U.S.? Is Bulgaria even a, a Do they have oil? Anymore? Yes, Bulgaria is a country. Okay. Are they what? Do they have oil? I don't I don't know. I don't know okay. either. That, that that should be a question. That should be if they got oil, then they're our friend. If not, they're probably the enemy. No, if they I don't even you know what? <laughs> get but back yeah. on track. Get, get back, back on track. This reminds me of Khaleesi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach Bowen, who you got? Cena versus Rusev. I got Cena. As much as I'd like to see Rusev go over, um, I hated that promo from Cena. I cringed the entire time. I cringed at the crowd reactions, too. I mean, he's like, you ready to see a flag match? And they're all like, man, because, I mean, flag matches haven't been cool since, like, 1970. (laughs) And then he's like, he mentioned 9-11, and it was like, woo! Yeah, all right, I know. What are the rules of the flag match? As soon as you climb the fucking turnbuckles and grab your flag, the match is over. No, 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 because they did when uh, Rusev made him... uh, pass out they made it a point when rusev took his flag up the ramp and then planted it at the top of the the uh the ramp or whatever where they come out for the entrance oh, that's how they so say that's that the go- thing. so it doesn't matter if you drag it out to, off the top you got to take it all the way outside the ring and then at the top again yeah, this is how bad this match so is gonna be cena's gonna get incensed because rusev's gonna hit him and he drops the flag something like and that and it's gonna hit the ground you know and he's gonna some bullshit yeah. so are you changing your pick Fuck no. I'm taking Rusev. You and better. this is why I'm taking Rusev. Take this is why I'm taking Rusev. Because, because he's a major star. No, because... Shut the... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, because they only... The only time Cena ever loses matches to guys like Rusev is when it doesn't have to be a pinfall or submission. It's Ooh. like a tables match or some shit like that. So when they have it as a table... When they have it as a, flags ma- a flag match, then... Rusev can do it without pinning Cena, without having that visual. So I'm taking Rusev. Sam the Engineer. You got Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron. That's his first name. And I know you're sensitive to spellings. It's just one R, like the Red Baron. Like the pizza? Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Baron Corbin. Nakamura versus Baron Corbin. Uh, I'm going to go Nakamura. I feel like you guys like him a lot. You guys watch a lot of wrestling from what I can tell, so I'm going <laughs> to put my money on him. I dabble in it. J-Bell. <laughs> no, I like Nakamura, too. I, I don't, Baron Corbin doesn't need this win. Nakamura does, especially if we're really talking about doing a AJ Styles Nakamura SummerSlam title match. It was already teased on Tuesday, so we're, we're getting there. It's just, you know, when and where. Yeah, I'm excited for that same thing. I got Nakamura. Um, he needs the win because he needs to continue to be... They need to stop with the artist bullshit. The They need to be the king of strong style. And he needs to go over a tough guy. And Baron Corbin, has one of the, he's one of the best strikers in the WWE. Uh, and I think they could have a really good match. But I think he could put Nakamura over well. It's a clean sweep, boys. I'll take uh, Nakamura also because I think having the briefcase allows somebody to lose. Yep. Because they're always adjacent to the main event picture anyway, so he can take a loss just because he's got the... It's like when Seth Rollins lost to Orton at WrestleMania on the night that he won the belt. On one of the greatest RKOs of all time. It's my favorite RKO of all time. I'm going to say one of the greatest. Evan Bourne coming off the top and he caught him with the RKO is right there. I like the one where he RKOs the helicopter. I saw it on the internet. (laughs) So uh, now we got the uh, the five-way match for the number one contendership at SummerSlam against Naomi. By the way, what happened to if you didn't uh, defend your title in 30 days, you lost your title? They so they just put they just put glowy stuff on your title now. <laughs> they stri- they stripped Naomi of her title for not defending it in thirty days, and now well clearly this whatever. is not her. Ca- this, this, this it ain't her fault. We can't find a number one contender out of the, the five chicks that we have. All right, <laughs> Sam the engineer, Sam the Mauler. You gotta give me your least to your most likely to win the five way match. So we got Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Natalia. Tamina and Lana. Give me your number five, least likely to win. My number five is Lana. Uh, I've got a problem with people name that. Uh, just decide if it's Lana or Lana. There's only four letters in your name, and I never know how to say it. I think You're it's making it uncomfortable. <laughs> Which is it? You're losing. No, wrestling. I think that's a, that's a really good point. Thanks. Man, you just shit on Sam's joke. Sam just had a good joke. You I'm just sorry. shit on it. I'm sorry. God. Okay, go ahead, Sam. Never mind, my friends. Put a lot of effort into that. I know you did. <laughs> number four. Uh, number four. I'm going with you. Wrote Natty. Natalia, so, Natty. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, so I'll put her there because she's it's really weak beer. She's you know it's a really loose connection, but I'm going beer with it. Yeah, not like that beer that I bought for you before coming in tonight. That One delicious Lagunitas IPA. Not Sorry? a sponsor that he bought. No, that I, I bought. Oh, you bought. You're probably getting the Bell mixed up with Bill, but I'm oh, Bill okay. and he's Bell. Is that I what it is? Over. Yeah. Uh, number three, I've got Tamina. I don't have any thoughts about that. Uh, two, I've got Charlotte. Putting her up pretty high. I think that's a pretty name. Cool with that. Uh, and number one, Becky Lynch, because that just sounds like a person who could get hit in the face a lot and still hurt you. I like that. <laughs> I like I like all that thinking. JCB, who do you got? Five, uh, we're going to go Lana for obvious reasons. I mean, you just can't just be squashed and then all of a sudden be the number one contender. Four, we're going to go to Mina. Um, she'll protect Lana in some form or fashion, but she's not going to go far. The 2-3 spot, I've been debating this all day long, so now I'm going to come up with this right now. I'm going to go 
three with Charlotte because Charlotte doesn't really need any kind of push. So that puts Natty at number two. And then number one, because she's coming back and she needs some sort of push, we're going to go with Becky Lynch as the new number one contender. Two beers, Zach. I got pretty much the exact same thing as JCB. Uh, I think the only reason I'm putting Natty above Charlotte is because she was on commentary. And even though it wasn't great, I feel like they wouldn't have thrown her on there if there wasn't some kind of... You know, opportunity for her. So you're uh, putting Lana at five, Tamina at four, and then Natty at three. Yes. No, sorry, Charlotte at three, Natty at two, Becky at one. Oh, you guys have the exact same. The exact same. Yeah. Okay. And, and we didn't. We didn't talk before this. So no, no, I before any bullshit starts coming up, oh, I haven't really talked to JCB no. outside of group text. What the fuck good would it guys would it do you guys to choose the exact same thing? That's true. <laughs> I probably should. I'm sticking with everybody except for I'm taking Lana five, Tamina four, Natty three. I'm taking Becky Lynch two, and I'm taking Charlotte one because if you're trying to sell SummerSlam, you don't want Becky Lynch versus Naomi. You want Charlotte versus Naomi. It's the biggest name. It's the biggest star. Can't wait to take those points from you guys. Okay, so (laughs) you need them. So we're getting into AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. Sam the Engineer. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. I'll let you know. AJ Styles is currently U.S. champion, and this is for the U.S. championship. I'm so impressed that he was able to come back from being in the Backstreet Boys. (laughs) He had a good run. Transition his career like that. So I'm going with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. (laughs) (laughs) In sync for life. Oh, shit. I did not see that one coming. Who's your favorite in sinker? I'm a Joey Fatone guy. I'm definitely Timberlake all the way. I've forgotten all their names. So Joey Joey Fatone, J.C. Chazé, Chris Kirkpatrick, Lance Bass, and Justin Timberlake. That was fucking impressive. Oh, yeah, Justin Timberlake, obviously. No, I know, but besides him. Like, who's your favorite one besides him? What were they again? Joey Fatone, Chris Kirkpatrick, Lance Bass, and J.C. Chazé. I'm still going with J.T., I think. Yeah. J.C., huh? Not Joey no, Fatone? No, no, no. J.T., Justin Timberlake. No, I said besides him. I know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> JCB, who do you got? AJ versus KO. Uh, as, as much as I love KO, it's it's just not going to happen. You, you don't put AJ with the belt on a house show at MSG, and then all of a sudden, it, but it would be it would be WWE logic if it happened. But I don't think it's going to happen. Give me AJ Styles. Ain't nobody man enough to feel the pain. Mm-mm. So yeah, I got to go AJ. Fuck, boys. I haven't even thought about this one. This is really the only one that has a chance to be the match of the night. Like, it's called as fuck, boys. There's not a, there's, I thought that, too. This is not a real, this, this is not a real uh, work rate type show, to be honest. I'm actually not really thrilled about no, this, this, this is probably one, It kind of sucks. Since we started the podcast, this is probably my least the favorite. The go-home was garbage. and The go-home was garbage. SmackDown yeah. sucked. Yeah, Except yeah. for the fashion files. Oh, which, it, that's going to be my favorite thing of the night, is the conclusion. And let me just quick sidebar. I'm sorry to interrupt your, your prediction. Uh, my prediction for the fashion files continued. I think it is going to be Tyler Breeze who's trashed the office and done all this stuff and he's going to be like I'm sorry Fandango. I was having so much fun with you solving these cases that I just couldn't help myself. So I feel like that's going to be like the whole I could totally see that happening. Yeah, yeah I could see that happening. Uh, there was a couple lines I wrote down from that sketch that made me laugh. Uh, don't sully my skirt don't sully my search for Tully Agent Scully <laughs> <laughs> and when the when the uh, when the delivery I mean 
the Fashion Files are legit funny. They're not they're great. Re- they're not wrestling funny. Fandango they, has great comedic timing. He really does. And like when the guy came in, they thought he was an alien. Fandango goes, "Do you breathe air?" <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, I have to go AJ Styles. Also, I just don't see him. I, I if we're getting to Nakamura AJ, then that's the only way to go. I think we might see KO versus Randy at SummerSlam, something like that, which. I don't know. Whatever. It'd be a different program. It'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it'd be different. And finally, boys, we got six minutes left. Finally, uh, we have Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton in a Punjabi prison match. Somebody explain them the Punjabi prison match. Can you explain the Punjabi prison match? It's a cage match with bamboo instead. It's like... Right. It's basically, it's two cages. I heard somebody say that it's like Vince took a cage match and made it racist. <laughs> That's fucked up. It's true, <laughs> though. But fucked up. He gave him two know. walls to climb over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, you have to, there's the first cage where you open up the cage door. It stays open for a minute. You have to get through that cage door within that minute time span. If it doesn't, you don't get through that minute time span, it closes back down. But essentially, you got to go through Sam one cage door, Sam doesn't climb care. up the other. Go ahead. I know you don't care. Who knows about Punjabi prison match? I, I didn't until you just explained it. Uh, Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton. Who you got? That is so fucking racist. I know. It that really was is. my first thought. What, because I told Jason to shut up? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton. Who you got? Uh, I'm going Jinder Mahal. Just to continue on the racist theme, I feel like he's got an advantage. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he's been wrestling in Punjabi prison matches his whole life. Yeah. Like, he's just been coming up just like, oh, this is my forte. Right. No, I mean, that's the way they sell it. I mean, Sam's not too no, far off. That really I'm is saying. the way. Sam's yeah. not too far off. That really is the Why way they sell it. Why else would they call it that? Of course, it's like, it, it's got to be like that. Zach Pullman, who you got? Gender uh, or Randy Orton? I got gender. I mean, if Randy takes this thing and he ends up being doing another <laughs> reign, it's going to be bad. I mean, uh let me speak to my people in the language of my people. Right. Uh, I know. Jinder Mahal's going to take this. JCB? Yeah, it's gender. Um, it, it, there's nothing more that needs to be said. We, we, we've taken this one match too far just to string it out to uh, SummerSlam. But Jinder Mahal wins. I agree. I'm taking Jinder Mahal and, God damn, just get him away from Randy Orton so it's it time. can be good. And, so, I mean, let him breathe a little bit. No, let, it's it, time. let it be fun. It's so boring. Hey, everybody. That was our uh, Battleground predictions. Uh, we thank you for listening to our Band from Ringside podcast. Uh, I looked around for history. There wasn't a whole lot of history this week. Uh, no birthdays that I could tell. I guess Vern Gagne did some shit about 35 years ago. We're okay with that. Uh well, apologies to Vern Gagne for not going over it. Um, hey, we know there's a bunch of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. Uh, Shout out time. Yeah, and also, if you do listen to our podcast and you subscribe, do us a huge favor. It takes one minute of your life. Go to Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcast is and give us a five-star rating and leave us a nice little comment. And what are our social media information so twitter we're at at bfr pod you can also find us on facebook the at bfr pod or just band from ringside uh you can find us on facebook as well the friends of bfr we have great discussions i'm sure we're gonna have a live 
discussion during the Battleground pay-per-view because everybody seems to enjoy that community and we all talk during the pay-per-views uh, via the interwebs. Uh, Facebook, or I'm sorry, Twitter, I'm at BFRZach with an H, at BFRBill, at BFRJCB, Instagram at BFRPod, and uh, yeah, thanks for following. We'd like to thank Sam the Engineer. We'd like to thank Chris Denman. We'd like to thank Free Play Media. We'd like to say Shock City Studios. Thank you to Shock City Studios. Thank you to everybody for listening. And uh, don't be healed. Because when we get up and go, and when we lose our control, we're banned from.